right. Back with the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop. It is 740. Joined in studio by State Representative Tim Butler. Representative, thanks for taking time. I asked how your weekend was, but uh, you really didn't have a weekend. You've been practically all over the state dealing with legislative hearings concerning um, Democrats coming back to the state house tomorrow to pass revised state house maps. Yeah, I've gotten a, a good tour of the state of Illinois over the last four days, uh, Chicago to Collinsville to Peoria to Aurora over over the last four days, and it's really, um, y- you know, I I'm so frustrated in these uh, in these redistricting hearings. We were frustrated enough this spring. But but this really is is ridiculous the way that they've they've handled um, these hearings with the idea that they're going to come back with revised maps tomorrow based off the census data that came out on August twelfth and this is exactly what we said in the spring you shouldn't be passing maps until the census data comes out census data comes out uh, and now they're they're rushing through a process. Uh, we're past the June 30th deadline for the legislature to act, and that's one of the things that I brought up in the hearings this week, that I think it should go to the bipartisan commission that's spelled out in the in the Constitution. And we have ongoing litigation as well. There's two lawsuits that were combined into one uh, that are before the federal court right now. So um, the hearings this weekend were sparsely attended. Uh, in fact, the one in Collinsville that I went to on Friday morning, uh, no one attended, either in person or virtually. I was there in person. Representative Amy Alec, a Republican, was there in person, but no one from the public was there. No one was there virtually. Uh, yesterday in Aurora, um, uh, myself and Representative Kiker, another Republican, were there in person. No Democrat uh, members of the committee were there in person. And we had a handful of people from the public, four or five people from the public were there, and we had one person testify virtually. I mean, it's just, um, this is just a crazy way to do business. And especially... You know, I think it's really disingenuous for the Democrats to say, oh, we're, we're, we're soliciting all this feedback from the public. We're open and transparent. And, and I had a woman from the League of Women Voters yesterday from Aurora uh, who told me, she said to me, it was almost impossible to find information on this hearing yesterday. Uh, and I think, and that's the League of Women Voters. I mean, an important organization that should be engaged on these type of things. And they really had no idea what's going on. And I just, you know, this is the worst thing that people think of when they think of politicians and the way that we do business. Uh, and this this is such an important thing. Redistricting is such an important thing on who represents you in the legislature. It draws the lines. Well, how many uncontested seats were there uh, yeah. in the last election or the election before that? I mean, uh, you even, you're you kind of in a, a comfortable district yourself, not having seen too much by way of competition. You did have a third-party candidate um, uh, oppose you, but that's happening all across the state. It's like, what, almost half of it's, state house I, seats? I think, I think it was 60, uh, of, like 60% or something. I'd have to go back and look. But yeah, it's 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 a huge percentage of seats that are really uncontested. uncontested. Um, uh, you know, every two years, and and the way that the the reason that comes about is because of the way that the maps are drawn. They're 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 drawn to pack Republicans into a district to make a Republican district, so they can make Democratic districts on on the edge. They're they're made to dilute Republican votes um, to to make it harder for Republicans to get elected. And you know, let me remind the public that that. Mike Madigan drew the current maps 10 years ago that put him in the situation to have a supermajority in the General Assembly. And because of the fact they now have a supermajority, they can do whatever they want on the maps. If we if they didn't have a supermajority today, we wouldn't be going in session tomorrow because the Democrats would need a supermajority to pass whatever maps they're going to pass tomorrow. So they wouldn't be able to do it. And, you know, I think it's it's. You know, this is no way to run a railroad, especially when we have, you know, you've got all 
you have people protesting this weekend around the country about voting rights, okay? Yet we have this sham process in Illinois that it's run by the Democrats that that is one of the most basic tenets of of democracy. You know, the, the lines that are drawn of the people that represent you. How come I don't hear the hue and cry out of my Democratic colleagues about the way that this process has gone, like I hear about the, the voting rights issues that they that they raise? I mean, it's just it's astounding to think that 30 members of the over 30 members of the Illinois House of Representatives have voted for a a uh, citizen-led commission to do redistricting, yet that gets thrown out the window, and here we are today on the on the eve of, of supposedly passing new maps when we still haven't seen the maps this morning. I just checked at seven o'clock. There's nothing on the website that has the new maps. Uh, I mean, it's just it's just insane. It really is. Seven forty-four now. We're talking with State Representative Tim Butler on the WMAY Morning News Feed, and that was something that a lot of the uh, civics groups mentioned Thursday. Uh, I think that was what a three-hour hearing or in something? Chicago, correct? And right. there was a joint hearing of the House and Senate, and it was it was the, the, the most well-attended hearing of of the five that we had over the weekend. And you had group after group after group representing minority populations, representing we had a uh, former Democratic groups. member of the Senate. Senate Senator Devaye, who said he would have voted against that map when it came out this spring. So they said they need at least two weeks, maybe a month to actually uh, review the data, uh, put the maps in place. Uh, and you had the uh, the uh, uh, the National um, uh, Council on NCSL, uh, National yeah, Conference of State Legislators, National yeah. Conference of State Legislators. Uh, they, they essentially said. Said that Illinois is moving the fastest than any other state uh, in the nation on this. Why is that, and why aren't uh, you know uh, Democrats speaking out more about this? And I, I'll just you know ask your response because we always hear, well, the Republicans don't complain about other states that gerrymander stuff. Listen, I've I, I've said that all along. I think I think it is wrong what Republicans do in other states. I think it is wrong what Republicans have done in Illinois in the past, and I think it's wrong what Democrats do here in Illinois and other states as well. This is a process that that we need to look across the country nationally and change. I mean, it shouldn't be politicians drawing the maps. And what's going to continue to happen every decade is these districts are going to get more and more partisan, less and less competitive, and we're we're going to encamp into our two ideological camps, and the districts make it worse because of that, because you don't have to deal with people from the other side, because you don't come from a competitive district or anything like that, where you actually have to listen to a wide variety of views. This is a base tenet of our democracy that we're seeing torn down right now because of because of efforts to gerrymander these districts. And it's, it's really... Um, you know, I'm really concerned about this because I do think it's making a huge impact across the country about how how you know partisan uh, our politics are right now. State Representative Tim Butler with us on the WMAY Morning News Feed. And of course, tomorrow is a special session. It's been called specifically to deal with the legislative maps, uh, maps that were passed back in May. Of course, it faces a court challenge, uh, and the court's uh, wanting to see what happens after this special session. Uh, but uh, they're looking to revise those maps after full census data was released. Uh, but uh, you guys could uh, change direction after dealing with the maps uh, and take up all kinds of stuff. Talk about, I guess, the, the logistics of dissolving a special session and what that means for what could happen other than the legislative maps Tuesday. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's actually pretty simple. We, we convene and then we go into special session and then whatever... 
and this happened a few times under Governor Rauner when we got called into special session since, since I've been in the legislature. Um, and then you go into special session, and then you basically go out of special session and go into regular session. It's just a it's just a motion by the chair, you know, motion by the speaker, and you go into regular session. So there's nothing stopping us from from being in special session, which is specifically for the maps. That's what the that's what the speaker has called for, uh, and then going into regular session to to really bring up or vote on anything else that we want to uh, consider. And this includes, there's a, been a lot of discussion about an energy bill. I know it's something we've talked about right. a lot, uh, about the concerns that we have when it comes to CWLP, when it comes to the Prairie Generating Station in Southern Illinois, uh, and how an energy bill might impact those. Um, and I know there's been ongoing discussions. I'm not a part of that, um, uh, the group that's negotiating that, but there have been ongoing discussions. Again, well, and, and you've also got deadlines for um, Exelon uh, nuclear power facilities right. that, what, next month? Yeah, they're, they're looking at closing they're, they're at least closing one or down two of them? To, they've talked about closing uh, one for sure, maybe two uh, nuclear power plants here in Illinois. Uh, you also have the, the solar credits, the, the tax credits that, are, that have expired, and they have some issues around that. And there's some issues that we can take care of, I think. Uh, the bigger question around these coal-fired plants, which really only two in particular, you know, CWLP here in town and, and Prairie, which are vitally important to the energy needs of, of Illinois, um, I think that's something that, um, you know, again, here we are, you know, l- about 27 hours away from when we're supposed to be going into session, and we haven't seen any language on it. And I think this is, again, this is one of the most frustrating things about being in the legislature. This happens all too often where uh, things are going on and deals are being made and legislation gets thrown out there at the last minute and you don't get to review it. And, and you know, the, the public, that's the worst part. The public doesn't get to review it. So, you know, I, w- I would hope that, you know, even though there are some things we probably need to address, there's nothing stopping us from coming back. I mean, we don't have to do an energy bill tomorrow. There's nothing stopping us from introducing something so people can look at for the next couple of weeks and coming back in a couple of weeks. Um, you know, but we'll, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, it's very easy to dissolve out of the special session and, and to regular session to do something else. State Representative Tim Butler here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. I do want to go back to the maps just for a moment to talk a little bit about this uh, bipartisan commission uh, that uh, is laid out in the Constitution. What are the, the deadlines here? Of course, the, the primary's been moved. Uh, from what uh, May to June, the end of June, June twenty eighth. Um, so from March to from June twenty eighth. Right, correct. Wow. So even a, a, a further delay. So um, it's been moved to June. Uh, filing period doesn't start until January. Mm-hmm. What's the rush and uh, what's the timeline for if a bipartisan uh, commission uh, ultimately is convened per the Constitution? Yeah, I, I think I, you make a great point on what's the rush on the legislative maps, especially since we're not even talking about a congressional map yet. Uh, and I think the rush on the legislative maps is honestly the court case that is before the federal, the three, the three judge panel in the federal court for the Northern District of Illinois. I think that's the rush. The Democrats, I don't think, want their people deposed in this, uh, and and they don't want to go through the process on this, and they, they they want to try to kick it out. That's what they tried to do last week: ask the court to to just um, get rid of the lawsuit, and then that's not what happened. Um, so I think that's why the Democrats are trying to push this through. Um, as far as the commission goes, it's an eight-person commission, four members of the General Assembly appointed to it, each of the four legislative caucus, and then four public members as well appointed by one of the each each of the four legislative leaders. This has happened almost every time that we've drawn maps in the last half century under the current constitution. In fact, ten years ago under Mike Madigan is the only time the maps didn't go to the commission. And we see what happens when the politicians under the dome draw the maps. We have these supermajority districts. Uh, the commission actually has has produced more bipartisan maps than it has of of the legislature producing it. 
right? And so it's an eight-person commission. Uh, the Democrats have not appointed their people to the commission yet. Uh, Leader Durkin and Leader McConkie have appointed their people to the commission. And it has the deadline in the Constitution to act under that is October 5th is the deadline basically to act under the commission. Yet there's no real consequences after October 5th, so it would be a question of law to see if we went past October 5th. Whereas the June 30 deadline is very specific for the legislature to act, uh, enact effective maps. That's the word that's used, effective. And the maps that are before us today are not effective because that's why we're going supposedly back in session tomorrow because the Democrats know they're not effective. They they have a, the the... The difference between the largest district and the smallest district is three times the legal limit that's allowed. And so, and there's at least 10 districts that are outside the legal limits. So they have huge problems with this, and they know these maps aren't effective. And that's why I think the, the commission should be impaneled, and that's where the work should be being done right now. State Representative Tim Butler, one last thing. Uh, we're approaching a break, a little late for the break, but I definitely want to get your take on this. A House bill filed by uh, Edgar Gonzalez, state representative out of Chicago. Uh, essentially, uh, the the uh, the bill would allow for the Illinois State Board of Education to not certify or revoke the recognition of a school that does not comply with public health rules during a stated um, uh, health emergency from the governor. Uh, what's your take on this? Is this yeah. uh, Edgar Gonzalez essentially saying that uh, the governor doesn't have this authority and it needs to be passed by law or what? Yeah, two things. One, I would really like to know if Representative Gonzalez was in um, discussions with the governor's office about this bill. This is something that the governor's office wanted to see forwarded. And secondly, I think this is an admission, at least upon Representative Gonzalez, that the governor's executive order doesn't have the force of law when it comes to this particular thing. If he's introducing legislation to make it to make it the law, then then the executive order must not have the force of law. Again, I look. These decisions need to be made locally, in my opinion. I mean, I think we're at a point where we've got a lot of smart people across the state that can make these decisions, and and this is this is just really continues to divide people and and put us all into a bad situation. And I, I think this you know this legislation that Edgar introduces is a huge overstep, in, in my opinion. I would never support his legislation, but we'll see where it goes. State Representative Tim Butler, always appreciate you joining us in the studio, and we'll talk again in the near future, and we'll see you guys back here in uh, tomorrow. tomorrow. Hey. <laughs> You're going to have a whole bunch of people back at the State House. All right. So, uh, again, appreciate your Thank time. You. We'll talk soon. All right.